Hey guys. What's welcome, going on, y'all? Welcome back to the Godly Dating Podcast. These are your hosts, Safa and Tavares. You know who we are. I know, but I have to say that. But we're back. Um, we have a special guest by the name of Safa Gray. Um, you know, she graces us with her presence. It ain't that special. I'm on here 50% of the time. Baby, you're special to me. She blushed a little, yeah. She blushed a little. Oh, I got her to blush <laughs> now. But um, welcome back to the to, to the podcast. If you're new, I definitely think this week and last week were a lot of just opinions. So I'm sorry if it feels a certain way, but we are thankful for those who are reoccurring uh, on the podcast. Thankful for all you guys joining the Patreon. Thankful for all your messages, your follows, you know, all your kind words, the reviews. We see them. You know, we're thankful. You know that you guys really take the time to to invest in us, to listen yes. to us, to trust us. Um, it's not something we we take lightly or will ever take lightly. You know, so I pray that we continue to bring value to your your walk with God, to your dating life, to your spiritual life, to your emotional health, all those things. And yeah, man, let's just jump right into this. So today's episode, guys, uh, is called "Reasons Why Christian Women Are." Aren't entertaining men in the church. Um, now, before I start, I just want to preface this by saying these are not all the reasons that women don't entertain men in the church. Um, these are reasons that we know of. Just um, some things we've seen. Just some things we've seen, yes. Nothing we're saying is trying to justify women doing it. Um, we don't believe in being unequally yoked. I believe we spoke about that on podcasts, on YouTube before as well. You know, so we're not saying. If the lady is doing this, she is in God's will. We're simply saying this is some things we've noticed where Safa may speak on reasons why she done it. Or like I did with the men, I can say why I was being, you know, making those type of bad decisions. But yeah, so I don't know if you want me to start off or you. Um, I'll just say this as well. Last week we had mentioned, for those of you who didn't listen to last week's message, we did mention, um, you know, why men might do it, as Tavares had mentioned. Um, So go back and listen to it if you haven't. We're not targeting women. We just want to, you know, just put that out there. Um, And I will will start. Um, So the, the reason why some women might not entertain men in the church is because they probably feel as though there's not many men in the church Sad. and I can attest to that. Um, not saying, you know, I went outside and, um, you know, dated men in the world because, uh, I didn't feel there was men in the church, but it's the truth. I think that there are more women in church than men. Would you say the same? Unfortunately, I, I think, I think that's true. There's no debate from me. Um, I, I think it's sad because I feel as though, Maybe it's easier for women to to come to God because women are already, you know, seen as the more emotional type. They're willing to be more open, you know, more vulnerable rather than, you know, a man breaking down and crying at altar. You're more likely to see a woman saying, God, I need you rather than a man saying he needs help. So I think it's very common. Yeah. And I I was just going to say, I think that's a trend in general. It's not just in the church, Um, but even in I've always heard, you know, my whole life, more women go to school than men. Exactly. More more women get degrees than men. It's just a shortage of men. It seems I don't know where the men are, but they're in prison, babe. Sadly, (laughs) sadly. And that's probably the truth. Um, yeah, so. especially uh, I want to say in the black community, I can speak on behalf of that. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, it's like you have to work against the system to make something of yourself because it's like you're built 
to become nothing or you're built. And a lot of times it's, you know, obviously the neighborhoods I came up in. A lot of them didn't finish high school. A lot of people in my neighborhood didn't finish high school. And if they did, they weren't going to college. They weren't going to church. And I'm talking about people with believers as parents, you know, but, you know, they ended up smoking, selling drugs, all those type of things. It's like a lot of times it's so common for a man to get deceived. And that's the reason why I believe it was the episode I talked about way in the past, um, the need for a godly man. And it's because of reasons like that. It's right. like the men are lacking, right. you know, so I definitely see why women do that because like, who do you choose from right. when there are no not guys? many people. And then I think even from the, the little bit of guys that are in the church, I mean, there's probably only a handful that women will look at and say, hey, this is someone that I can, I can see myself dating because just because they're in church doesn't mean they're all living for God. So yeah, just that's a, that's a whole nother ball game, right? Yeah, there. that's a whole nother ball game. But then you got it. The, the circle then gets smaller. The fish. What do you call it? the fishes in the sea? It just gets much smaller. And then the percentage of guys who, um, you know, are your age or close to your age or it, it's it's always something. So I feel it. But by no way, shape or form does this justify dating someone or being unequally yoked. Yeah. Um, to pick to to piggyback off that man, I hate it when they said that in the Navy. But yeah, to like to repeat after you, we're we're not justifying that because that's still no excuse. If you're claiming to love God, you're claiming you've dedicated your life to following Jesus, but yet you are dating someone who is not, then that shows that there must be a real issue in your walk with God because mm-hmm. clearly that's not the first priority that you have or you're just doing something out of frustration and you're just tired of waiting, you know? And I say that because in Genesis 24, we see that Abraham knows he's going to die soon. He wants his son Isaac to get, you know, get a a good woman, get a good godly woman. And he doesn't want, you know, Isaac to get a Canaanite woman. So they're living in Canaan, but Abraham knows these are not my people. They're in a place where people serving foreign gods in a place where people aren't following, you know, the true God, true you know, Jehovah that Abraham worships. So he gets his servant to go to a far and foreign land to find a woman, you know, of his people, you know, so it shows us that it's more important to, to, to go out of your way to find someone that's going to be godly or to, to wait a very long time rather than choosing someone out of convenience. And I think a lot of times women, they'll say, man, it ain't no men in my church. But in reality, who said the man had to be at your church? Right. Why couldn't he be at the church around the corner? Or- yeah, but, you know, it's, it's funny you say that. Some churches aren't like that. Some some churches don't believe in dating people outside of their church. And I mean that by the leadership. Yeah. So it's easier for it's easy for us to say because we didn't grow up like that. But that's that's a whole nother. Man, that's another topic right there. Uh, let, let Please message me if you've had any issues with leadership in church dating, um, them, them controlling who you want to date. Because I've seen it before. Thankfully, it wasn't my situation, but I've seen it in others. So if this is something you want to hear about, trust me, you know, we can we can address this for y'all. But and I don't know, a lot of a lot of our followers are in Africa and a lot of them, their culture is way different from the American culture. So it's a lot of times people are saying, no, this is who you're going to marry and Mm -hmm. prophet so and so said, you know, so I definitely get that. But the, the, the point that I want to to bring out regarding the Abraham thing was not choosing someone just because. Well, you know, my coworker, he's a nice guy, you know, he doesn't love, he doesn't follow God, but follow Jesus, but he doesn't mind me doing it. That's not the mindset that we should have, you know, when dating someone, because I feel as though that can definitely, definitely cause problems later on, like God giving Abraham a promise, but Abraham not willing to wait 
and Sarah convinces I him. I was just about to mention that. Oh, go ahead and preach no, that, babe. No, I was just, because that's something that the, the preacher that um, preached Sunday night mentioned as well. Like, we take things into our own hands because, mm-hmm. you know, we don't want to wait on God. Just like Sarah and Abraham decided they didn't want to wait on, on God. Sarah convinced Abraham, like you said, to sleep with his, ma- his, his maidservant. And he slept with her and they had a child and generations and generations and generations to come uh we're are still paying for the consequences of, yeah. of his actions of their actions i i, I don't i didn't mean to cut you off no no, no go ahead no no, no. Um, i was just saying i believe that's where part of the muslim faith originated and i think a lot of times that's where a lot of the issues with israel are going back and forth all going way back to ishmael but um i would have to do my research so please if i'm wrong just feel free to educate me i don't mind you guys telling me about that, but as you were a bit right, no, no, I was just uh, you know, kind of echoing what you said there. Just, I mean, I know we feel as though taking, we don't see the the, I guess, um, seriousness of taking things into our own hands and how it can really affect our destiny. So you know, just being mindful of that, and I and I and I also feel as though were you about to say something? No, no, I was gonna say, what do you think about? Like the ladies that they have a guy, that there are men in church, but they don't feel as though the men in church are actually interested in them. So what are your thoughts on that? What about that woman who feels like, well, I do love God. I consider myself attractive, but the men in church don't like me. So I guess my question is what kind of encouragement or what would you say for someone in that type of situation? Um, I, I, so many thoughts go through my mind at that point. Um, I, I would ask, how do you know they're not interested in you? Because, um, and I feel like it's a whole nother point, but some people don't put, some women don't put their, their selves in the place to be approached or, you know, they're not approachable. Fair enough. And I also think that, um, just because they're not interested in you, you were, where you are now, that doesn't mean that, you know, and that, and that goes with, you know, also being able to visit other churches and, and, and things like that. And I used to think that before i mean there was a time where i was like oh none of the guys are interested in me and it wasn't that it wasn't that it was just that the guys that were interested in me i was like oh not happening (laughs) so so i think that's another thing and on behalf of men i think sometimes because i um i could say it about people like safa i never viewed safa as the type of girl that people would go to if they wanted to um i'm sorry that i'm not going to sound i wasn't appropriate but if you wanted to smash and dash safa was not the woman you're going to be approaching you're going to be approaching some woman who looks like she's carrying herself in a way that she either don't love God or she's right. immodest or she carries herself in an extremely provocative way. Those type of women are the kinds, honestly, it's sad, but they get approached easier. Yeah, even by, and, and this is approached by church, men in the church. And I once heard when, um, before Tavaris and I was dating that I, in, an, in another life, I would be marriage material. I was like, what do you mean by that? Someone said that to well, me. Well, child, I'm in another life. <laughs> I bagged that. Someone said that to me. A guy said that to me. And, and I asked, well, what what does that mean? And, and and he said that I'm marriage material. You know, this is someone that was in the church. I am marriage material. He was in church, but he wasn't in church. Right, right. He wasn't looking for somebody who was Miss Goody Goody Wifey material. He was looking for something else. And so, unfortunately, um, you know, if, if if that is the case and there are no guys checking for you, quote unquote, in the church, then maybe that's a good thing. That's a great thing. <laughs> maybe I, that's I, a good thing. As much as I, I'm not a big car guy, but 
as much as I don't mind looking in a car lot, I'll never waste my time going to a Lamborghini shop. I'm not going to even look at Teslas because I can't afford one right, right. now. Um, I know people think, oh, boy, you got 700,000 people on Instagram. Yeah, but they don't pay my bills. Right. You know, so I don't have the um, amount of money necessary to buy a certain vehicle, to take care of the maintenance when I have that vehicle. To, to, to So my point is you don't see many Tesla commercials. You don't see many BMW commercials. You see a lot of, a lot of things for Honda. Toyota. Like, I'm not saying these are, are cheap and boring and you know what I mean? But my point is when something is of worth is worth great value, they don't oh, we have a big discount going on. No, no, no. That's gonna be Toyota. It's not gonna be the Ferrari commercial you see. No, because they know what they're worth right. and they are not lowering that price. If they say it's a hundred thousand dollars for this car, God bless you, sir. I know you had seventy K, but we don't want it. Right. We are worth more. And sometimes God um I mean, God makes you feel as though, I, I really feel as though something God allows you to feel as though no one is interested in you because he knows if you felt that someone was, you'd be distracted and maybe he doesn't want you to be with anybody right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think that's yeah, maybe true. it's just not your time to be with someone right now. So I, I, I encourage, it's not that you're you're unattractive or you're not a great catch, but I, I would just say, you know, I think um, this happens for different reasons why you feel as though you're not, you know, no one's looking at you or no one is interested in you, but maybe it's just not the right time and God is protecting you. All 100% that you just said. I will say though, if you feel as though, and this is not for everybody, so please don't read into what I'm saying, misinterpret it and feel judged. If you feel as though there is something about you that is not good looking or not appealing to men, then work on it. Um, I don't mean if you have dark skin and men don't like dark skin in your church and you go bleach your skin. No, what I'm saying is if you feel personally, well, I am gaining some weight, then if you feel as though you need to work out, then work out for you. Not, right. And then not, not worrying about what the guys want. Or if you feel as though, well, my breath does stink. Well, brush your teeth for you, sis. Like, you know what I mean? Don't, don't worry. If you feel as though it's something that you can change. I'm not talking about you feel as though, man, I have an ugly nose. Man, I wish I didn't have this. No, no, no. If it's something you can't change, then that's how God made you. Accept that. Love that. You know, the person who God has for you will value that. But if it's something simple that you feel like you can change, because um, a lot of men don't want a broke woman or a woman without passion. So if you feel as though... You're not doing anything. Hey, get a job. Maybe a guy will realize, oh, that's a hard worker. Right. That's an ambitious and woman. And I was I was talking to someone recently and um, you know, she was telling me she's, you know, uh in her in her thirties and, and unmarried and I had mentioned to her Ruth because when I think of being, you know, putting yourself in a position to be um to be recognized, especially by a man of God, I think of Ruth and how she was working hard in the field. And that's, that's how we should be. We should be working. We, we shouldn't even be, you know, worried about this and that guy, but just working and, and someone will notice you. When before Tavares and I got married, um, that's how Tavares noticed me. I was very involved in church. I was on the choir. I noticed it because she was fine. Like... Oh, whatever, <laughs> whatever, please. <laughs> I was on the choir. I was doing spoken word. I was just very involved. And I think that um, not, not I've, I've heard it from other people too, but I just feel as though people, people noticed my heart for God and my love for God and the things of God. And, and so I think if you want to be noticed, be active in the church. Find a, you know, a, a, a ministry to join something. Do something. Don't just sit on the bench. Don't just sit on the bench praying for a spouse. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to dive into that because I know people in those shoes. All right. So let's jump into the next thing. Um, 
I don't want to. I feel as though this would be amazing in a conference setting where I could get a lady to raise their hand, you know what I mean? Or get a brother to raise their hand so they can, you know, like this type of topic is not something where it's just talking, you listen, man. I wish we're going to have some conferences in the future. So just pray for us that God's will be done, you know, but I think a lot of women, um, just like I said about the men last week, have unrealistic expectations. And I say that because many women, they'll feel as though the men in church, they're not meeting their standards. You know, and I tell you guys all the time, you know, I don't think we should be lowering our standards to get in relationships. Right. I I'm, I don't believe that. I'm, I know. But my thing is, like, what are those standards that they're actually setting? You know, because there's some women that think they're about to, you know, marry Superman. You know, like, oh, you got to be chiseled. Oh, you got to make this amount. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to preach. You got to. And it's just like, can you just love God and love you? You know what I mean? It's just like, and I'm not saying that's, obviously that's the bare minimum, but it's just like, I, I feel as though sometimes expectations are just not realistic. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I don't know. I don't know if you, you felt as though you were asking for too much before, or you felt um, as though others asked for too much. I didn't necessarily feel as though, and I think it's different for each circle. Like I felt as though, you know, not that I was asking for too much because I really feel like I'm a simple person, but I felt so, as though the people that I had I just felt like all the other guys, to be honest, Tavares was probably the only person, not probably, he was the only person that I, I would consider myself with. And the only reason was not because I had the highest standards in the world that no other guy could meet them, but because all the other guys that I, I noticed, they didn't take their relationship with God serious. They came to church. But they were living a double life. And I knew that personally because I was friends with these people. Um, So, you know, these are people that I've seen growing up. And and I was just saddened by the fact that I felt as though there were no, yes, there were men in the church, but they were, there were men in the church, but they weren't godly men. And so I, and maybe, maybe there are other girl ladies that feel like that. Maybe they're that, that is, I think that is the highest standard and you should, like Tavar said, you should never lower your standards for people, but that's one that, you know, you cannot bypass all the rest of them. You might be like, okay, you know, he's not as tall as I want him to be or whatever the other standards, but that's a very important one. If he's not living for God, but he's just in church and just, um, you know, um, playing a church role. But he's not. He doesn't really have a personal relationship with God. Then, then that's not somebody you should be looking at in the first place. So let me clarify what I was saying because you, you you mentioned some all good points. But what what I mean is like there are some women that are you know every we know about it. I don't know if all of them know, but Russell Wilson, NFL superstar, one of the greatest to ever touched the football field. Sierra, one of the best singers and dancers performers of our day. Happily married, you know, open with it, open with his faith. And, you know, he loves his wife. He, it literally looks like how Jesus is loving the church. When you, when you see how Russell Wilson acts with his wife, like they are literally in love with one another, you know, that, that they see. And women are always like, man, I want to I want Russell Wilson. I want to Russell Wilson. Um, when Sierra met this dude, Russell Wilson was the biggest cornball. I, I, and I mean, all due respect, because he may listen to this one day um, and never invite me to a football <laughs> game. But I mean, like, if you were people were to look at his social media, he looked as though he wasn't cool, um, according to modern standards. I'm not saying I thought he was a goof. You know, I'm a huge fan, but I mean, like, the way the typical guy dressed, he doesn't carry himself that way because he just loves God, loves football. He's just, you know, confident in himself, you know, but. So other people probably wouldn't pay him any attention. People probably weren't paying him no mind, but now all of a sudden, 
oh, man, Sierra, what prayer did you pray? You know, so my issue with that is, you know, the ladies are calling the Russell Wilsons of their church corny. Oh, man, he's not meeting my standards. Right. And it's just like, uh, I hope you know that when you're saying, God, I want a, a guy like Russell Wilson. Um, yeah, Russell Wilsons are all around your church. They just don't have Russell Wilson money. Right. But see, the problem with people sometimes is that you always want what's already taken. So people don't become attractive until they're already taken, sadly. So that's usually, like you said, Russell Wilson was never someone who people might not, you know, might have looked at. But now... I, I think that's part of it. But I think a lot of times women don't understand their influence on a guy's life because Russell Wilson had money, but right. he's not carrying himself with, I got to have the chains and a fancy outfit. And bear in mind, I'm not saying he looked like a scrub all the time. So sorry if that was the impression I gave, but I was just like, oh, he just looked like a very simple guy. Yeah. And I think a lot of guys in your church look like very simple guys. And you're looking like, oh, no, nah, my man need to be more fly than this. Yeah. But when you marry him, you can upgrade him. I, I, I wonder if women don't understand. Right. They're able to assist that, um, assist men in their growth as well. You know, but the reason why I, I was saying, saying this in regards to unrealistic expectations, because I feel like I see, I see these comments all the time. And ladies like, I want him to be holy with a little bit of hood in him. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, that, that sounds cute for a social media slogan or for a T-shirt. But what does that actually look like? You're saying you want him holy and hood at the same time. He need to love Jesus, but he need to know how to knock if you buck. Yeah, yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I've said some of these things as well, and I get it. It sounds humorous, but what does that actually look like? Right. You know what I mean? Because you're calling the brothers at church corny because they just love God, because they're not doing the most or because they're not carrying themselves as guys in the world do but are they really corny or are they just you know they just love god and you know some some brothers are 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 kind of corny i get that Mm -hmm. but i mean the general godly man in church who's just just a simple laid-back guy right why is he corny because he broke beats me (laughs) i mean obviously you're you're one of the most laid-back women ever so i get that is definitely difficult to ask you but that's just something I, I wanted the woman like to reflect on as I'm saying this because I think a lot of times we say, "Man, this person at church is, yeah, that ain't it." You know what I mean? But in reality, they probably have a lot of potential, or they probably it's not even about potential. Maybe your standards were shallow. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah, man. When I, when I mentioned this post on social media, one guy laughed at it. He commented. And and I found this comment extremely hilarious because that's exactly my thoughts whenever I bring up this subject. He was like, man, I got hit with this line in college when the woman was just like, yeah, I wish I met a guy just like you. He said, it comes to find out she wanted a chivalrous bad boy with a PhD. He had to sell drugs on Friday, pop bottles on Saturday, praise Jesus on Sunday. <laughs> and I'm just like, ladies, I'm not sure what, what your expectations are. Do you want a bad boy or not? Right. But if you want a bad boy, he cannot be a bad boy and, and on fire for God at the same time. Mm-hmm. You have to, that's what I'm If you want a godly man, you have to also be realistic. That That's just my point with that. But what do I know? I don't want to offend anybody because it's kind of hard for me to say this and you're not able to just respond right after. But I'll jump into the next thing before, you know, I get our podcast banned down. (laughs) Yeah, so... 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So yeah, so let me bring up the let me bring up the next one because Salva looked at me like, what were you talking about? So Christian women, um, ladies, this is coming from a place of love. Um, don't bash the golly dating page. You just curse me out on my personal. I won't tell Salva you guys yeah, were mean to me. Yeah, not me. Uh, <laughs> because I brought this up and Salva was looking like, I don't know, I don't know. But I, hey, it's in my notes. It's here, and I'm saying it now. I think a lot of Christian women try to pick up projects. Um, I'm, uh, I don't, I don't know a better way to ver, you know, to verbalize that. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of women, they try to fix up a guy. Ah, uh, right. and, and I know it comes kind of hand in hand. What I was just saying, like, oh, you never know about the average guy in church. But I mean, as though they'll pick up a lot of unsaved men and they say, oh, I could get him to, I could get him saved, you know, right. just invite him to church a couple times. Yeah, I feel as though that's missionary dating. You know what I mean? And I feel as though a lot of times that's very common in a church and. While you may have never done that, I definitely think it's very common. You know, it's like Christian women, it's like they try to become his own his own teacher or counselor or even like his own therapist right. as if as if they were working for BetterHelp. You know, and BetterHelp is a resource <laughs> that I, I'm telling you guys about because Christians, I believe, we are not prioritizing our mental health as much as we should. BetterHelp it will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be able to connect in a safe and private online environment. And you can count, contact your counselor at any time. You can set up phone calls, video calls, however you may desire, you know, to speak with the person that they pair you guys with. So if you're facing depression, stress, anxiety, anger, any type of trauma, you know, something along those lines, BetterHelp is there to assist you. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. If you're feeling burdened down, I want you all to enjoy a more blessed and stress-free life. As one of our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash godly. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash godly. So let me ask you a question, Sal. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the ladies that say, I can change him? Um, so I'm, I'm talking about an unsaved guy. I'm right. not talking about a guy in church that hey, may Basically need some work. flirt to convert. The flirt to convert. What are your thoughts about the the missionary dating? I think that it's a bad idea. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because you cannot, only God can truly change a person. I really believe that. If they change for you, the moment you are out of their lives, they're not going to, they're not going to be the same. They're not going to be um, the way you thought you changed them. And I think that's dangerous, especially in a in a Christian lifestyle, because a guy will come to church or a girl because, you know, they want to be there because they love you. So all of a sudden they love Jesus. <laughs> and let's say the relationship doesn't work out. Then they go back to living the way they used to live. Bruh. You thought you converted them, but you didn't. It was it was a temporary conversion. It wasn't true. It wasn't um, true transformation. Yeah. Um, and so it it just becomes really dangerous and you put yourself in a situation um, to go through things you don't you don't necessarily need to go through. Now, I'm saying I'm not saying it can't work, 
but the chances the, the 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 statistics or the chances of that even happening are slim so don't put yourself in that situation yeah there are some people that say it worked for them i don't think that's the standard i believe that's the exception right. um like you mentioned i know a girl who came to church um wanted to be with me she got baptized and all and as soon as it didn't work out i don't think she went back to church right. not even just my church like church period yeah. and it wasn't like it ended on you know i i did something painful to you that made you you know not want to go to church again it was just she was never there for god you know right. she was really just there because i was there you know so that's definitely something common and i guess another question i'll ask you is this what do you say to the ladies that think since church brothers are not meeting my standards why can't i date a guy in the world because you, we're trying to please God, the whole point of uh, of a marriage or a relationship, you know, leading toward towards marriage is to um, exemplify how Christ loved the church, right? And 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 you have to be one body, you have to be one mind. It's hard to do that with someone who is not who doesn't necessarily believe what you believe, just because you know. How can two walk together unless they agree? That's the first thing mm. that comes to mind. You cannot be unequally yoked together with unbelievers and then think you're gonna come and 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 you know serve God. It doesn't work like that. If we're really trying to live a Christ-like life, then we have to be obedient to His Word. And if His Word says that we shouldn't be unequally yoked, there's no excuse. There's no there's no gray area. It's black or it's white. You it's either hot or you're cold. So you can't you can't choose a gray area, and, and that's what I have to say. I feel as though um, just don't put yourself in that situation. Fair enough. Um, I'll just leave it at that. You 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 did a great job there. Mm-hmm. Um, let let me. All right. So now I'm gonna offend the sisters. All right, y'all ready? All right. So hold your weave, get your bonnet ready. Um. So <laughs> the next thing I want to mention is, uh, truth be told, if the woman is doing this. It simply means she's still carnal. You know, I I don't want to say you're not saved and you're on your way to hellfire. You know, that's not what I want to say. But it shows that you're not growing spiritually. You know, I think it's common that a lot of people are in church. Um, They may even be active in multiple ministries and helping in all kind of activities. But they're not really growing spiritually. Right. Um, You know, and that's very common. So let me not make it seem as though, you know, you're the only person. No, it's very common. You know, so I had to mention it about the brothers last week. So, ladies, you know, I had to mention it now because I know everybody has Proverbs 31 in their bio. But some people's lifestyle is Proverbs 5, you know. And if you don't know the Proverbs 5 woman, that's the woman that they tell the men to run away from because her doors lead to death. Um, So spiritually, you can be in you can be physically inside of a church building, but emotionally, spiritually, mentally dead spiritually you know it's just not a progression thing that's still going you know so that's why it's very common for a lot of women that is really no excuse for them to be even considering guys out in the world but they just want to be with that because that's who they're familiar with um you know i remember you know my experience you know i tried to shoot my shot with a girl i was interested in you know i was still in the military and you know i'm looking like okay well nice looking girl i'm gonna shoot my shot you know so just like okay so let's hang out on whatever let's just say friday get there friday she didn't even get dressed up so i'm already looking like well okay i put on my good cologne for nothing when you say dressed up what do you want to wear heels 
She was in work clothes. Church clothes? She was oh, in she her was work, in work uniform. Clothes. I was about to say. So I felt disrespected, bro. Like, you're in your work clothes? Like, I, I wasn't dressed up in, like, a tuxedo. I mean, but That's I... That's what I thought. But I mean, like, man, I got on my nice jeans, my button-up, my, my sneakers are fresh. Probably had on my all-whites or whatever. But I'm looking like, okay, so once I saw you didn't even... Because... It wasn't like they were fresh out of work. Yeah. You just stayed in your work clothes. So that's all just like, all right, yeah, I'm already not interested. You know, but the 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 quote unquote date, it was dry, it was kinda whack. You know, and then, you know, a few months later, and bear in mind, this person in church. So it's not like I'm talking to somebody in the world at the moment. But person was in church and then unfortunately, you know, sis got pregnant. And I was just looking like well, you know, because because I have the relationship with him, I, I you know, I asked. It wasn't my business, but I asked. I was just like, you know, what happened? Like, you know, I thought you were, you know, <laughs> living for God. <laughs> you know, I sound so judgmental. But I was just like, what in the world? You know, this kind of shocking. What happened? You know, she was just like, yeah, that's, you know, kind of reason why she didn't, you know, even care to talk to me because she knew she wasn't really there spiritually to be talking to a guy that she viewed as spiritual. And I can respect that because I understand that was a, a wise decision of her. Like, if she knows she's, you know, one foot in the church and one foot out, why is she going to even bother wasting her time with guys that's in the church? Right. You know what I mean? And in my head, it was just like, well, well, okay then. You know, but I understood. So I know a lot of women that are, you know, still, you know, you, you do love God, but you still don't want to let go of the world yet. I can see why you guys make those type of decisions. But I also want you to understand that. That was a decision that she now has to live with the rest of her life, you yeah. know, because you produce a child. And I'm not saying that's a curse or it's a punishment from God. All children are a blessing, no matter how they came into this world. Mm-hmm. All children are a blessing from God, in my honest opinion. But my thing is that shows that sometimes a, when when you're still living that carnal or that lukewarm life, you're more willing to, you know, go after a goddess in the world. Right. I agree. And I think... Also, maybe, you know, and, and I think this also goes in with carnality, but maybe some women are just distracted. Sometimes things in the world look more appeasing than things in the church. And it's deception. But it's the truth. Sometimes that, that it, that's just it. Um, I, <laughs> I have dated someone who uh, wasn't in the church. Um, and it was just because I was looking, I was distracted. And I was looking to pass the time. Um, it was the only person I've ever dated outside of the church. Actually, the first person I've ever dated, Tavares, was the second, and I married him. But the reason why I dated someone Your outside of... blessing. <laughs> which is the truth. Um, but the reason why I dated someone outside of the church was simply because I was, you know, straight out of high school. I was super Miss Innocent. People always call me innocent, innocent, this, and I hated it. And I just wanted to say that I had a boyfriend before. I was distracted. I, w- I just, I literally wanted to, you know, just be like everybody else, I guess. And so I dated sad. this person. Sad. I'm yep. joking, Bill. <laughs> no, it's true. It's sad. And I dated this person, um, and I knew it was. It, I knew it wasn't gonna go anywhere. I wasn't planning on marrying him. I wasn't planning <laughs> on doing anything. I just wanted to say that I had a boyfriend, uh, and so. But even that was, you know, wrong because anything could have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, me dating. What if it? What if I really did fall in love with this person and then end up, you know, uh, in a relationship that I could never get out of, or end up getting married to someone who is not even interested in having a relationship with God. Yeah. Um, so sometimes it's just distracted. You're still carnal. You're in this mindset of, I'm not ready to put like, you know, live all out for God. I want to do my own thing. So 
Yeah, that definitely happens. Um, but I don't want to make it too long. So I'm going to mention one more thing that I see that's very common. And I could have mentioned with the guys last week, but I just want to briefly touch on it now with the ladies. Um, but I think a very common thing is that a lot of ladies, they'll date a guy in the church, in the, in the world instead of the church is because they've been hurt by someone in the church before. Right. Um, and obviously it's happened to men. So fellas, don't, you ain't got to hit me up saying vice versa. I understand it definitely happens, you know, and then a lot of women end up thinking all Christian men are the same. Right. Oh, all of you pastors are trying to sleep with the saints yeah. or all of those deacons are ain't trying no to. no different oh, than the people in the world. So I might as well. Exactly. And all of that is, is really deception. But in reality, I cannot, I cannot, you know, erase what really happened to you. I can't. I understand you were genuinely hurt. I understand you were genuinely taken advantage of, and the guy is supposed to be the pastor's son, or the guy's supposed to be the preacher, or the guy's literally on the guitar the very next day after breaking your heart, where you found out the two weeks after y'all broke up, he married someone else, so you didn't even realize you were just a side person this whole time. Trust me, I've seen all this trash before. Mm. You know, so I fully understand. You know, when the woman is heartbroken and those things happen. But Psalms 34 and 18 says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed in the NLT. You know, and I think the New Living Translation, I think it's very important for us to understand that verse because I think a lot of times when you're bitter, you don't think properly. When you're when you're wounded, when you're hurting, when you're grieving, you don't always think rationally. Right. It's just like, well, sometimes you don't even just date outside of church. Sometimes you leave the church altogether. Right. The devil You're tries angry to, at God sometimes. The devil will try to convince you that it was God's fault. Right. Oh, if God loved me, why would he let me date that person? And all these type of thoughts get to wrestling in your mind. I'm not saying those thoughts are wrong, but I'm letting you know that you have to understand that God is still able to heal you from those wounds. And mm -hmm. just because someone was a poor representation of God doesn't mean that God doesn't want what's best for you or... Right. Or you can get you can get God's will out of the church, right? Because at the end of the day, when we really when when this life is all over, because it will end, you know, we all have a time that we we won't be here anymore, and we stand before God at the judgment seat. He's not going to use that as an excuse because you were hurt. You left the church because you were hurt. You decided to go out on your own and live your, do your own thing and pick up some, someone and something and someone that doesn't that God didn't have for you. That's not an excuse. If you can't do that dramatic pause, it's, just, it's like he's about to do an altar call after that. I didn't even know how to respond myself. But but definitely, you know, I, I think that's what we need to live. Um, I believe the way someone worded it was live in light of eternity. And I think a lot of times we live in light of marriage. We mm -hmm. live in light of our, our future plans. Right, and people put marriage on a pedestal. Man, it can be trash some days. Some it can be horrible right. for some people. Some people are literally miserable. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my wife. You know, I, I have not had one miserable day yet, but we have stressed each other out before. We've argued before over some mm -hmm. things that don't even matter. It's not always easy. It's not always easy. And I'm not saying you should not desire it. I think every one of you are listening to but this podcast. But you shouldn't desire it above your relationship with Christ. Exactly. I it, think all of you listening do love, you know, the idea of marriage or want to be married. And but, that's a good thing. But it should never come before, come at the expense of your of walk your with God. Right. Like, yeah, you want to get married, but you also want what God wants for you. Right. You also want someone who's going to help above you. Above all else. Help you spiritually, right. help you emotionally, not someone who's going to pull you back to the sin that God delivered you from. Right. You know, so definitely these last two weeks um, of podcasts that we did were probably more, 
my thoughts and my emotions, my right. feelings, and not all scripture for you. You know what I mean? Um, so but, I'm sorry if this was the first yeah. time y'all got introduced to us. But, right. But I mean, at the same time, I really do believe that it's necessary to talk about these issues that, that are in the church, even though it's a little different from all the other podcasts that we do do or we, we've we do done do. before. <laughs> we've done before in the past. I knew it was coming. That's why I changed what I said. <laughs> but um, I, I also hope that it helps somebody who maybe was out there contemplating getting into a relationship with someone who uh, is not in the church. I, I, I pray that this pricks you in your heart and you take a second thought at, uh, you know, take a second thought about it and just say, is this worth it? Is this worth my salvation? Um, so hear me out when I say this. Feel free to ignore. But if you are currently dating someone and they are not saved yet, even if you feel as though you're about to get engaged next week, you need to take a step back. Let God work on their life before you continue. Because if 100%. you if you if you continue a relationship that the foundation is emotions and not God, it's your desires and not God. It's do they well whatever you're you're giving my my point is if you have a foundation that is not firm, it will crumble. Right. May not be today. It's may like not the- be tomorrow. I think it is a parable but in the, the house, Bible. Right. But the house that's built on, on the sand. Rock and the, house on the, sand. the house that was built on a rock was right beside the house that's built on the sand because they faced the same storm. Right. And the one built on the rock was able to stand. To but the one that was built on the sand will fail. Yep. So you may love them. They may treat you better than any man has treated you in a church. And fellas, you're still listening. She may be better looking or nicer than any woman you met come? in church. But when the storm comes. That's it. When the spiritual attack comes and you're married to someone who don't believe in the power of prayer, they don't fast, they don't want to go to church, they don't raise your children in the fear of God, that is a storm that you have to deal with, not God, because you chose to pick up something he never told you to pick up. I know it just ended on a bad note, but let me raise up the great (laughs) note and say this. Guys, we are on the road to just 100 people on Patreon, and we are trying to push out more content. So join the Patreon fam. And if you're not on the Patreon fam, it doesn't matter. We still love you. We still appreciate you. We still see all the comments, the nice ones, because the rude people, you get blocked. Oh, wow. And to all the Patreon people, if you are listening, I know there are a couple of you guys out there. We really appreciate you guys. I do enjoy our little Bible studies uh, every two weeks. Um, I really do enjoy kind of getting to know you guys personally and seeing the faces and knowing the names. So thank you guys. And thank you just to all all our um, listeners. All our period. podcast listeners. We appreciate you <laughs> We appreciate y'all. you guys. Hop on over to the YouTube if you're not on YouTube trying to get on that, get in that sector right now. So... We appreciate you guys, man. We'll see y'all on Instagram. Be sure to say hi. Peace. Peace.